Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom for this week. Lovely to have you with me. If this is your first time listening, I am Anne-Marie Miles and I have been sharing for the last, oh, it's eight months now, week by week about my journey with weight loss and struggles with food and mental health issues and all things surrounding eating and dieting and weight. And I've really appreciated the feedback that I've had from people. And it's been an amazing journey so far. And I am planning to be bringing on some guests over the next weeks and months to share more on this subject. But I'm kind of, I suppose, um, I'm kind of stopping this week to have a, a little think about the fact that I've turned 50. Now, I've already shared about the fact that I've turned 50. I've already shared some thoughts on that. But these are more to do with what the Bible says about the year of Jubilee. Now, I know, you know, there are a lot of listeners who are not into Christian things and not into the Bible. And I understand that. But I'd love you to listen anyway, because I just want to share with you about what the Bible says about Jubilee and how I'm kind of not interpreting it, as it were, but how I'm taking that jubilee theme and working it in to my own life and planning to work it into my own life uh, over this year, the year that I have turned 50. So I'm going to take you back to some Old Testament verses where it talks about the year of jubilee. And if you're not used to kind of reading Old Testament stuff. It might sound a bit strange or a bit archaic, but I'm going to kind of pull out the bits that I, I, the bits that I want to focus on, on the theme of Jubilee. So at this stage, the people of God have come out of Israel. They are on Mount Sinai and the Lord says to Moses, we're in um, Leviticus 25. The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you enter the land, I'm going to give you the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years, sow your fields and for six years, prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for yourself and your male and female servants and your hired workers and your temporary residents who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. Count off seven Sabbath years, seven times seven years. So that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. 
Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month on the Day of Atonement. Sound the trumpet throughout the land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines, for it is a jubilee and is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. Now again, I mentioned before I started reading this that it it sounds archaic, the language might sound archaic and the themes might sound archaic. And... um, because, you know, part of the reason is we, we don't, well, we don't. There are, there are peoples that do. But most of the people who listen to this, you probably don't harvest your own land. I mean, a lot of people have allotments and grow fruit and vegetables in their gardens. But in general, we would get a lot of our food from the supermarket, even though we might grow a little bit at home. So... We don't live a life where everything we rely on for food is something that we have to grow. We don't live a life where everything that we need for our sustenance is something that we have to plant, grow and reap. But if we eat fruit and vegetables, somebody does. There is somebody out there somewhere growing vegetables, even if we get our oranges from Florida or Spain and even if we get our avocados from somewhere else um, somebody somewhere is growing the stuff and the the concept even of resting the land that is common in farming I mean I remember in I think it was the end of primary school we talked about crop rotation I don't know what on earth the subject was must maybe nature but we talked about crop rotation we talked about the the fact that a farmer will rotate crops around the different fields and every so often he will leave a field untended and he will just let it grow and maybe cattle might graze in there. But that the ground needs rest, that the ground needs a year off or a season off. And this is basically what God was saying, even though he he was saying that it was a holy thing and it was a Sabbath rest, just not an ordinary rest. It was also a practical thing every few years that you let the ground rest, that you didn't harvest it, that you you gave the ground a break. And right back at the beginning, I am a believer in seven day creation. Uh, Don't cry. uh, Don't throw something at your radio or at your phone. That is something I believe. And if you want to argue with me about that, send me an email. But uh, even back at the very, very beginning, the concept of set of of six days of creation and a seven day of rest that was established in the first chapters of Genesis. God worked for the six days, made all the different things, and then he rested. And the concept of rest, the concept of Sabbath rest flows through the whole of the Bible. So why am I talking about today? Well, I'm talking about today because I turned 50 and I had been thinking all the way through the year that I was 49. What am I going to do? What am I going to do when I'm 50? I, you know, should I take up abseiling? Should I bungee jump? Should I jump out of an airplane with or without a parachute? You know, what should I do when I turn 50? 
And I've really been struggling to think about what I should do, what I should, what I should embark on in this 50th year. And then I am, I'm part of the Association of Christian Writers in the UK and they are celebrating their 50th year this year. Actually, they were supposed to celebrate it last year, but of course, with lockdown and everything. So this year they are celebrating their fifth. They are 50 years. They started in 1971, the year before I was born. And they their celebrations are happening. The big celebration is culminating in June of this year uh, with a big weekend that were at the Hayes in Swanwick. And so because I help them with their social media, I've been looking into the concept of Jubilee as I've been thinking about their social media posts and thinking about just the things that I've been writing and looking into about the celebration. So I started to read the verses about Jubilee. And the thing about Jubilee is completely opposite to what I was thinking, because what I was thinking was, what should I do? I need to do something. I need to achieve something. I need to climb a mountain. I need to you know, draw a line in the sand and say, this is the marker that I'm putting down. I am 50 and I'm going to do this. And actually, the year of the year of Jubilee, (laughs) the year of Jubilee, the year of Jubilee was to be rest. The year of Jubilee was a time for rest. They were not to sow. They were not to reap. Whatever grew, they could have. Whatever grew from the ground, they could they, they could have it. But they were not to work for it. They didn't have to work. They were to take some time. Now, we can't take a year off. We don't live in a society where, where I can go, right, I'm 50, so I'm just going to zone out of everything. I'm not going to be involved in church. I'm not going to work for Sunflower Tech. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit and think we don't live in a world where we can do that, where we can take a year off. You can take a career break, but I can't just stop working because I'm 50 or stop contributing to life. So as well as the fact that it was an Old Testament concept and we live in a New Testament world after Jesus came, things changed and the year of Jubilee wouldn't have been celebrated in that way by Christian believers. But I can dedicate the year. I could dedicate this year to rest Now, again, I don't mean opting out of life and opting out of responsibilities, but inner rest, inner recuperation, inner refreshment, because this really ties in to the whole subject of food for me. I've been thinking for a while there there is a reason there is something at the root of my psyche, at the root of my emotional life. There is a reason that I eat too much. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a root cause of it. And why don't I take this year to rather than try and achieve something and try and build something and do something. Why don't I actually stop? Stop striving. Stop working. Stop trying. And just see if I can find that thing in me that needs fixing or that needs loving or caring or restoring. And I mean, even if it turns out that I am just a greedy glutton, that there's absolutely no reason for it that I am just an outright down and out greedy glutton. The Jubilee year 
was also a time for forgiving debts. Now, it's a jubilee year in the UK, the Queen of England. It's, it's her 70th year of reign. And you might actually read in the papers and you might see online articles about the fact that a jubilee year is significant for debt reduction. And there are a lot of kind of international organisations who are looking to kind of harness in on the theme of jubilee and debt relief. Uh, so look out for it. Look out for it. You'll see I've seen a couple of articles about it already because I've been reading up on, on the jubilee thing. But there's one other thing I want to look at. I want to go back to the verse for a minute and just look at one other element of this that has really spoken to me. What the verse actually says is consecrate the 50th year, proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. And that is exactly what I am looking for. In fact, that's what I've been looking for for a long time is liberty. Now, the dictionary definition of liberty, just looking at a dictionary online here, it says the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behaviour or political views. And then the other definition is the power or scope to act as one pleases. So I have a bit of a problem with the whole concept of liberty in, in the sense that I have been acting as I chose. <laughs> I have been doing what I want. This is where I, this is why I've ended up where I am. Um, but if you look at the, at the first definition that I looked at this, the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority to one's way of life, behaviour, etc. And that's what I'm looking for is being free from oppression, free from the from the oppression of food, free from the limiting effect that food has on me. I am looking for that liberty. And I, you know, I read that verse, you know, proclaim liberty. That is what I'm looking for. Freedom from the oppressive side of food. This is the problem with food for me is it's not, I can't give it up. I can't just not have it ever, ever, ever again. And it would probably be easier. Maybe it wouldn't, I don't know. But you know, if I couldn't, if I, if it was something that I could give up completely and completely ban from my life, but I can't, it has to be in my life. It has to be a part of my life or I won't live. So I have to be able to find a way to be free from the oppressive restriction that food has on my life. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for liberty. And that verse says, proclaim liberty throughout the land. And I just think that's what I want. I want liberty from the effects of food. I want liberty. I want freedom from the oppressive effect that food has on me. And I just, oh, that's my hope is that I find that peace and that freedom from food. What I plan to do this year has changed because like I said, I was planning to work and I was planning to strive and I really felt I should achieve something. I'm 50, I should achieve something. But wouldn't the best thing for me to achieve be actually getting to the root finding out what it is that makes me want to eat so much and addressing that and filling that void with whatever it needs to be filled with and 
answering those kind of searching questions that I ask myself and forgiving myself, giving myself what the year of Jubilee is all about, which is a year off, a year off self-deprecation, a year off crushing inner angst, a year off hating myself for eating too much, a year off frustration, a year off self-doubt. Wouldn't it be amazing if I could have a jubilee year of rest from all of that? From all of that striving and working and wanting and just see what grows. Because it was really it was really significant. They weren't to work on the land at all. They were just to see and use and benefit from whatever grew. They needed to eat. There was no Asda for them to go to. Other supermarkets are available. They needed to eat so they could eat whatever grew on the land, but they were just to take and live from whatever grew naturally without them planting or sowing or doing anything. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this year to give myself an emotional break, give myself some space, stop giving myself a hard time and see what grows out of a year of rest. So before we finish up for today, one more thing to do, Frankie. What is that about? Indeed, what is that about? Well, I'm looking for help today. Um, I'm having a bit of a problem with my fridge. Everything in my fridge keeps freezing. So I put lettuce in the fridge and when I take it out, the lettuce is frozen. And I have put eggs in the fridge. Now, I know some people don't put eggs in the fridge. I put eggs in the fridge. But if I put them in the fridge, and this is only lately, the eggs that were near the back of the fridge are frozen. My fridge is too cold. It doesn't matter whether I turn it up or turn it down because depending on what you read, it says sometimes you have to turn it up to make it not so cold. And some people say you have to turn it down to make it not so cold. It all depends on the make and the model. I've done both and neither have worked. Things freezing in my freezer is driving me mad because I have to try and keep everything to the front of the freezer. Nothing can be at the back. So if I've got a bit of dark chocolate, that could be at the back, but nothing else can be at the back of the fridge because it keeps freezing. And frozen lettuce, let me tell you, on a sandwich does nothing except make the bread damp. So I'm just freaking out over the stupidity of my fridge so anybody got any ideas is it kaput do i need to buy a new one is there something i can do is there anybody out there who can help me with my stupid fridge freezing everything you know something that it's like therapy coming here every week and giving you my angst <laughs> my irks Thank you for being with me this week. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to find out more, if maybe this is your first time to listen, so you can pop over to the website, annemariemiles.co.uk. You can sign up for the mailing list. You get a nice free recipe if you do that. You can buy me a coffee. You can check out other stuff, Sunflower Tech and my books, and it's all on the website. Go and have a look. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, a review of the podcast would be absolutely brilliant. You know, if it's if you think it's only three stars, just give me three stars. An honest three star review means as much to me. In fact, it means more to me than a 
a dishonest five star review. So I would love you to drop a review on Apple Podcasts. My first guest is going to be coming really, really soon. Now, I don't think it'll be next week, but I my first guest is going to be joining me. And I'm so excited about starting to get other people on to the podcast sharing their wisdom on this whole subject while I spend this year of Jubilee giving myself a break. But not too much of a break. I will be here next week so I will see you and you will hear me then. Bye bye.